皆さん、こんにちは。And welcome to Shogo's podcast.So today, guys,、um, I was actually talking with my sensei at Yushinkan, which is the Yaido. Well, not Yai, well, technically it's not Yaido, it's more like Yaijutsu, but it's more like Kenjutsu. But、uh, you know, the dojo that uses two swords that I recently started training in from April, I believe. Yes,、yeah, so、it's been about four months now. But, anyways, I was talking with my sensei. Um, yesterday, my training from the point of recording. Yeah, yesterday I was talking with my sensei, and the stories that he told me moved me so much. It, it almost completely changed my views towards Katana, and I was just talking for him for probably more than 30 minutes after my training. But it was just so, it was such an amazing moment. I really wanted to talk about these things with him, and I just re. Recognize that he is an amazing sensei and I want to forever train under him. Yeah, he's just really, really amazing. And I want to share with you what he told me. So, the other day,、uh, I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to be actually showing you yet which one I bought, but I went to Yushinkan, which is my dojo, and Yushinkan actually sells katana too as part of their business. So, I actually did a Journey for a Katana series. If you guys remember that video series, I've only made one video actually so far at Dozando, but I didn't actually buy a katana back at that time. But、um, this time,、um, we decided to actually buy a katana and we took a look at six katana actually that my Sensei showed me and、I、actually chose one. And I hope you look forward to um, um, finding out which one, the real katana that I chose. But, anyways, after that, in my training yesterday, after filming that video just two days ago, I asked him a few questions that I、uh, couldn't ask when we were doing the filming on the other day. After the training, I asked him,、uh, Sensei, I just wanted to ask you, for example,、uh, um, forgot to ask you during the filming, and I wanted to include this in my video for the Journey for Katana series.、Um, my question is, what are some points that you need to look out for to、um, find a good katana for your、uh, Tamishigiri mat cutting training? Because the real katana that I bought is for the mat cutting training called Tamishigiri, and, I, and this was my question. And his answer, you know, What would you expect if you ask a、um, katana sword、uh, martial arts sensei that what is a recommended katana for Tamishiri mat cutting? What would you think he would answer? He would probably, he or she would probably say, well, it should be at least this length. It, should, it would be better if it's curved, this much curved. It's better if、uh, the weight of balance is towards the handle, so on and so forth. That would be what you would imagine, right? But no. What my sensei explained was something completely, completely different, and it was really, really interesting listening to this. So, what he said was that,、mm, Shogo, I understand what your question is about, but、um, I personally don't like that idea. I personally don't like the idea of what kind of katana is better for Tamishiri, because I believe. My sensei said, I believe that we don't choose the katana. The katana chooses us. The katana chooses, not us choosing the katana, the katana chooses its owner. Whoever it is, if it's a museum, maybe the katana wanted to be,、uh, wanted to rest, you know, in a quiet place, quiet, clean place. Or if a katana would come to us, like a, our people who are training in martial arts, maybe that katana wanted to be swung a little bit more. No matter how, what kind of situation it is, the katana chooses the owner. 
Yeah. So this was such a surprising answer. So my sensei says that whenever you actually go and buy a katana, it doesn't matter、um, the length, how much, how curved it is, whatever, the weight of balance, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. The katana is going to be choosing you. And when you go to a katana shop, for example, and you hold on to a katana, I understand this. But there is a moment where you are struck by lightning, and you think this katana is absolutely beautiful, and I love him or her. Yeah, there's that special moment, very magical moment that's unable. It's impossible to explain with words, but it does come. Yeah, and that is what's most important because that katana is strongly sending you a message that he wants, he or she,、um, it doesn't matter the gender,、uh, he or she wants to come to your place, wants to train with you, wants to be displayed in your house, whatever it is, he or she wants to come to your place. Yeah, that's the strong message the katana is sending out to you. And training in martial arts is about training yourself. To be able to handle the katana that came to you is my sensei's conclusion. Now I thought I thought this was really, really beautiful, and this actually represents the core essence, the values, the、um, virtues of Japanese traditional culture. When I was talking about about this with him, I I just I just got so excited because. I just feel exactly the same as my sensei, and I told him I actually trained in kudo Japanese archery for、um, just a little bit, maybe over an year. Yeah, and I was explaining to him that Japanese bows are very simple. Usually,、um, there's different material, but usually it's just a bamboo stick and the string on it, and it's a bow. That's it. Because the shape of the bow has hardly changed from ancient times, the origin of Japanese bows、um, today have existed since the Heian period. And sorry, that's my first daughter crying for some reason.、Uh, since the Heian period, which is more than one thousand years ago, and it hardly changed from there. The kudo bow. And then the question is, why? Why didn't you just make it better? Because, for example, the bows used in archery have a lot of pointers on them, stabilizers on them. Yeah, much lighter. For example, much smaller. But Japanese kudo bows are huge, and they have nothing on them. They're really, really difficult to handle. But why use such a bow that's really difficult to handle, right? On purpose. This is the purpose of budo. This is the purpose purpose of budo in a lot of Japanese traditional culture. We try to learn our humbleness and discipline by trying to adapt ourselves to the tools that we use. So it's not the tools. You're not for, trying to force the tools to adapt to you. You train yourself to adapt to your tools or the weapons that you use. And this path towards trying to adapt and become stronger to be able to. Properly handle your tools, which are considered sacred objects, both the bow, both the katana, is the process of you advancing your skills, becoming a better person, and this is the path of budo. So my sensei was saying, there are a lot of katana, sword, martial art trainees like sensei, these class people who always say that it's、uh, better. To make a new katana, asking a modern katana swordsmith to make a new katana for you for the tamashigiri mat cutting that suits you perfectly. There are some people who say that, and they they also give out a、um, 
a reason for it. Well, almost my sense was saying an excuse, by the way, but it's because they want to give more jobs to the modern katana swordsmith. If the martial art trainees do that, you know, buy buy it from modern katana swordsmiths, they'll be have have more jobs. They'll be able to eat, and that's what Walagi Bato Saisang, which is a very famous uh, YouTuber who does a lot of mat cutting and such, explained to me too. That's exactly what he explained to me. But my sensei said he's against that. Because again, making a katana that suits you is it's losing. You're losing the opportunity to learn the modesty, yeah, and humbleness that you're supposed to learn through adapting to the katana that you use. You adapting to it. This is the most important part about modern modern martial arts in Budo. Because the point is, my sense's point is. Do we actually go and cut anyone outside today? No, we don't. Now, if this was the war era during the Sengoku War era, it's absolutely better that you choose a katana that suits you, right? Of course, because you you can't be saying, "Well, I'm going to be training my myself to be able to adapt this katana." You could do that. But the most important thing in an actual war era is to survive, so that's understandable. But today, we don't actually go and cut anyone. The point of training in Budo is to train ourselves, right? Not to be able to cut the mats, you know, perfectly. Like, let's say you make make, you know, without humbleness. My sensei said, if you make a katana that perfectly suits you, and you sliced up the mats like in three very fast blows, and you and you cut it up. So what? What do you get? What What did you get? You just made a katana that perfectly fits you, the size. Whatever the handle, the grip, or whatever you made it all for yourself, and you and you succeeded in cutting the mat. What do you gain? What did you learn from that? Right. So my my sensei says, you need to train yourself to be able to use the katana properly, make him shine, make him stand out with the skills that you gain. That is the respect to the katana that chose you. I just was so touched by his story. And he gave me、um, one more very easy、uh, metaphor to understand this. He said it's really close to riding a horse for a race, for anything it could be, for yabusame, the、uh, the archery, while riding a horse. Do you say to a horse that you're going to be riding? You're going to be? Are you going to be saying to the horse, "Oh no, that's not the right horse. No, I, I need longer legs,、uh, less less weight."、Uh, yeah, breed breed a horse for me that's perfect for me. Would you say that? Would a horse ever want to ride,、uh, have a human riding them that would say these kind of things? No, you you have a partner. You have a horse that you were to be riding. You have a partner. You adapt to that horse, right? You you take care of him. You feed him or her. Well, not just him, of course. Him or her. Feed him or her. Take care of him or her. You know, you have skinship. You try to to understand him or her more. You train together. Yeah, and if I have I have some friends who actually did horsemanship, by the way, in Japan, because my university was really really big, and we had a club team of horsemanship, and I had a friend, and、um, he was explaining that the moment, just a slight of a moment that you feel that you're the one doing it, whenever you do a race or whatever it is, the slight moment you feel that oh, I'm really really good at this, and that's the reason why my horse won. Your horse will realize that, and he or she does not run like he or she used to for you anymore. 
And my sensei was saying that's exactly the same as the katana. And I've never, ever thought about the katana like this way. So it was so interesting for me to learn from him about this story. And I just wanted to immediately uh, share this episode with you because this is so interesting. This links to the story I talked about in a previous podcast talking about meeting a katana swordsman that said, explained that the three conditions for a katana, the definitions that he defines of katana is the sharpness, the beauty, and also that it is a deity, that it is seen as a god, treated as a god. And in order to be for it to be treated as a god, the mindset that my sensei explained is necessary. This is the real mindset that's necessary. The moment you try to create a katana, create something that suits you, you're losing the opportunities for you to actually be in the path of Budo. This was so interesting. I'm just really having so much fun talking about this to you guys, but I really, really want to make a main video about this too. Um, Just talking about this episode, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be a really short video if I do. I mean, in this podcast channel, I have really bad English, so I can't speak everything, what should I say, straightforward. I say the same things over and over, and thank you so much for listening to this, guys. But um, I, I really might make a main video just to talk about this because I, I really think it's super, super beautiful. And I think it's a really important mindset for all katana trainees around the world to have. And um, of course, my sensei was saying too that he doesn't believe that this is absolutely correct. And again, what's really important is that this is for martial art trainees. If you're a collector of katana, that's completely fine, he said. If you want to just collect katana for decoration, that's beautiful too. That's great as well. I'm saying from a martial art, as a martial artist, yeah. If you want to train yourself through katana, that's he believes that that's not the correct mindset to do it. And I just really was touched by him. And I really felt once again that I'm so happy that I'm his student. So then everyone, as I always say, the ultimate goal of my life is to make all Japan lovers' dreams come true. So I know there's a lot of people studying Japanese, willing to come to Japan to travel, study or work, or even train our traditional culture and such, just like the Yaido Kenjutsu we were talking about today. However, I am very afraid that Japan will not be able to make everyone's dreams come true in the future because we're facing a lot of social problems, we are losing our traditional culture, and the younger generations who are supposed to be carrying on the good things about Japan are dying because of all the social issues being shoved against them. So I really want to dedicate my life trying to make Japan a better place. I want to try to solve the social problems, preserve and evolve traditional culture, and also help out the younger generations so they can have a better future. And to do this, the nearest goal I have right now is to achieve 2 million subscribers by January 2023 on our main channel. So your likes and comments will help to boost our videos to new viewers who have never seen our channel before. So it'd be great if you can help us out. Thank you so, so much, guys, for listening to today's episode. There's actually a few other things that I talked with my sensei during that 30 minutes that I really, really want to talk to you about. But I think I will probably make a different video, maybe maybe a different podcast too, but I'll absolutely be making more content to talk about this on... Uh, a little bit more properly, I guess. Yeah, a little bit more uh, organized words and such. So I hope you can look forward to it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode too. Bye-bye.